We're going to share today about how you can be very, 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 very smart when it comes to the things of God. I know in the world we are used to people being born with different attributes where some have more brain power than others, some are, have more charisma, some have more talent, that we're kind of used to that in the world, that people have different attributes that they were born with from this world. But when you're born again, I want you to realize that the miracle of your salvation was also that you received the new inner man that was in the same class as anyone else. That means that in the kingdom of God, your ability to understand and know spiritual truths, to know knowledge, is second to none. That there's no one who has a an upper hand at knowing God better than you can know God. And that's what we want to talk about today is how does that work? I remember Pastor Dave Roberson who taught us to pray in tongues and encouraged us over and over again to pray in tongues. He had discovered and learned from the Word and from practice that the Holy Spirit, when you pray in tongues, that's the main way he teaches you the wisdom of God. And he teaches your inner man these truths. And so if we just look at it, the outward man of a person, we can, see, we can realize there are people who are destined to be engineers and others to different things. I remember in high school, I had one friend who was a great Christian guy who really inspired me with his boldness. But he went off after high school, off to college and then to university around the world and became very successful. And he was very smart, very capable in understanding and learning. I did not have that same level of ability to know knowledge as he did. But in the Christian world, when I got born again, and you were born again, you were birthed from the nature of God, and that inner man that you have came to life, and it is capable of understanding the truths of God, the very truths of God. The wisdom from God is able to be contained in you now that you're born again. And so your inner man was not second to anyone. Your ability to learn knowledge from God is second to no one on the earth. You're not second or third or fourth. You are first. There's no one above you when it comes to the ability to learn the things of God from God. And Pastor Dave would make a statement. He said, you know, I'd go to a church and I'd preach to people like, yeah, pray in tongues. And everyone would have special preachers that they liked, either on TV or even some of their own pastors. And they begin to pray in tongues on a regular basis, a couple hours a day, just praying in the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Dave said he'd come back to their city after a year, and those people would come to him and say, Pastor Dave, there's something odd going on in my church or with that TV preacher. And Dave would say, well, what's going on? He said, well, they're teaching differently. And they're, te- they're teaching error in this, in this area or wrong in this area. And Pastor David would say, well, I hate to inform you this, but they're not the one who changed. And what had happened was in that year of praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit was able to teach their inner man the truth of God. And that knowledge came up inside of them because you obtained truth. You have a spiritual mind that is now alive and capable of learning the very truths of God. 
And every hour you spend praying in tongues, every minute you spend praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is teaching you wisdom and truth that is His truth. There's no error in it. There's no maybe, is that right or is that wrong? You don't have to judge it because it's the Holy Spirit who taught you the very wisdom of God. And once that truth starts to rise up in you, you now have you now have ammunition to to know what's right and what's wrong. And you may not know why you know it's not right when someone says something. And there's many things the Holy Spirit has exposed in my own natural thinking that I thought was God. And as I grew in the knowledge of God in my spiritual man, my inner man, then I was able to fight off the wrong thinking that was in my natural man. And so in the message today, I want you to accept that you now, because you're a child of God, your inner man was brought to life, your new nature was brought to life, but your inner man has the spiritual brain and the spiritual uh, emotions, and you now can learn the wisdom of God. If you just take the time to pray in tongues and meditate the Word of God, you'll find that you become very, very smart. And almost, a better way to say it is, you become very hard to deceive and, and very hard to for the enemy to take you off track. It's really the way to protect yourself from deception, is praying in the Holy Ghost. And so let's talk a bit about that. When... when God was stood before Adam and talked to him, and the day he sinned, Adam went from a species of light to a species of darkness. Everything about him became dark. And really, dead is a, is a technical term, but existing but dead, dark, none, none of God in him anymore. And Adam would have said, God, please forgive me, I love you, and God would have said, I forgive you, and I love you too. But now he had become a different species. When God said, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? He wasn't playing hide and seek. He was making a horrible statement. Where is my son, Adam? He's no longer here. He no longer exists. When God said to Adam, if you eat of the fruit of that tree, you will surely die, he meant it. The moment Adam sinned, that's the moment he actually died. The Adam that God created was no longer there. Now there was another guy named Adam who was, the person was there, the personality was there, but he was a different species. Adam and now the human race, the entire human race came from Adam. So now they went from a species of light to a species of darkness, a species of life to a species of death. So here's Adam and Eve, completely dark, completely sin, completely dead in their nature. Now they are of a different species of God. Before he sinned, Adam looked God right in the eye. He was made in the image of God. But after he sinned, he was remade in the image of sin, in the image of Satan, if you'd say. And now he was the seed for the whole human race. Every person that exists came from Adam and from Eve, from that nature of sin. And I'm saying that because I want to be clear that you understand that a human being, as much as they can be kind and love 
and be nice to each other, that if they're not born again, they're of the species of Adam, the human race, a species of darkness. So they're, they're even their love and the wisdom that they can bring forward, that can bring blessings and bring nice things in life, is still of, originated from this earth, originated from a dark, dead, sinful species. So if you said, well, how much different is the love of a great person, a great mama, compared to the love of God? Well, it's from two different species. The love of a great mama who's not saved is as different and distant of the love of God as behind the love of God as darkness is from light. They're two different sources. So God would have said, I forgive you, Adam, but now you are a different species. And that's when he, God prophesied about Jesus coming and uh, redeeming mankind, that God made a plan to redeem those of us who accept Christ and bring and birth us into his family. So you are birthed in your new birth. You're born again. What happens when you're born again? If you've been listening to Transformation, you get what I'm saying. You're new, you got a new nature, the old nature of sin, was brought to light, you quickened to life. And not only that, but your inner man was also brought to life. Your inner body is where you hold your natural or your spiritual, your inner man is where you hold the spiritual side of your soul, mind, and emotions. For instance, you know, someone passes away and and the, the doctor calls the wife and says, ma'am, um, I'm here doing the autopsy for your husband, and I have some really bad news. And the the elderly wife says, well, what's worse than he's passed away? What, what do you mean bad news? He says, well, ma'am, I'm a Christian like you are. I know you're believers, and you believe your husband went to heaven, and I do too. And I'm calling just to to say I'm really sorry, but as I'm doing the autopsy, I opened up his skull and found his brain is still here. He left his brain here. And I really hate to give you that bad news because that means if his brain is here and he's in heaven, then he's brainless. He has no thoughts. He's the the guy in heaven that sits in the corner because he, he can't think. He has no ability to think or reason because his brain is here on this earth. He left it. And I'm very sorry to tell you that. And the other thing... I just hate to tell you, ma'am, I don't know what to say, but uh, his hands are here too, so I don't know how how he's going to worship God with holy hands in heaven if he left his hands here. Now, as I tell that story, you're thinking, Alan, you're you're a little bit crazy. You've been spending too much time praying. Because you, you automatically understand that when we go to heaven, we have an inner body and we have a brain in heaven. We have the ability to learn from God in heaven. And you also understand you have emotions in heaven, love, joy, peace, excitement. Uh, when they say we're going to worship God, you're not going to go, uh, not again. You're going to be excited to worship God. There's no lying. There's no anger in heaven. So hopefully you're beginning to see the inner man. When we read about the inner man, your spiritual body, your inner body, hopefully you're realizing that it contains the spiritual side of your soul, emotions, and spiritual intellect. 
And that's what happens when you get born again, is the inner man comes to life and the, the inner man's ability to learn truth now starts the moment you're saved. And the Holy Spirit will teach you truths from the mind of God to your spiritual mind and bypass your natural mind. And that's why you can have a pure thought and an evil thought right after another. You can have a, an emotion of peace and an emotion of fear at the same time. Because your soul, as we describe soul, mind, emotions, and desires, is connected to both your inner body and your outward body. And so they're connected. They were one until you got saved and you received the new nature. But your inner man was brought to life and the inner part of your soul was brought to light. But the outward man, the outward body, and the outward part of your soul was left in darkness. So that's why you have that struggle of identity. Your inner man was brought to life like a baby, and now you must fill it with the truth of God. That's the power of praying in tongues. That's the power of spending time in the Word, is you are actually an Einstein of the Christian world, because your spiritual mind now can know the truth of God from God himself. Think about it. God of eternity, who created the heavens and the earth and so much more that we never even know. God in all of eternity, all of his wisdom, wants to share with you his secrets. He couldn't do it until you were born again. That's the biggest thing to understand. God can share his secrets with you, his wisdom with you, until you were born again. Being born again means that your new birth brought to life your inner man. Now you can understand the things of God. So many in the Christian world are trying to take their natural soul, understanding, and try to force it to understand the things of God. But the natural man, this outward body, the natural mind, the natural emotions, are really from the seed of Adam. They're the leftover from that dark death species. So you're wearing the body of a, a natural man, but your inner man, your inner body, is as in the same quality as Jesus. You have the ability to learn from God, but your natural man doesn't. Your natural man can't think or love or have peace in the same class of God, in the same class as Jesus, but your inner man can and so I hope you're seeing all that with all that we've talked about in transformation. Let's see here. Let's go to John chapter 14. John 14. I'll start in verse 15. Jesus talking to his disciples. Now know this. His disciples at this moment, they, they're not born again. They are... His followers, they're his disciples, are called to walk with Jesus, but they're not born again because Jesus hadn't been glorified yet. And here he says in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, this is him telling them to follow him, follow his commandments into salvation. That even if they spent three and a half years with Jesus, they still weren't qualified for heaven after Jesus was glorified. They had to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Just like his mother did and his brothers and everyone else had to accept Jesus after he was glorified. So he says in verse 15, John 14, If you love me, keep my commandments. 
follow me into salvation. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you. And then he makes this statement, and will be in you. I'll not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. So Jesus is making it clear that it's important that he leaves, that he can send the helper, the spirit of truth, to teach them. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, says here, you know him, he dwells with you. So everything you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that the disciples did accomplish, casting out devils, healing the sick, was accomplished with the Holy Spirit working with them, among them, dwelling among them, not doing a work in them. He couldn't, the Holy Spirit, do a work in them because they were not born again yet. So we read other verses here in John, uh, let's, let's go to John 16. John 16, verse 25. Well, I'll say verse 23. And in that day, in that day here means in the day that you're saved. Because remember, Jesus has not been glorified yet. No one could be saved. In that day, you'll ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I'll say to you, whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he will give you after you're saved. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Verse 25. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language. But the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language. But I will tell you plainly about the Father. Verse 26. In that day, you'll ask in my name. I do not say that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from God. So here Jesus says, in the day that you're saved, I won't, you won't even pray to me to go to the Father. You'll go to the Father yourself. In that day I'll talk to you plainly, that plainly I can speak to you after you're saved, but before you're saved, I've had to speak to you in figurative language. Now think about this. Here's the disciples. Jesus didn't spend a lot of time with many, many people. He spent most of his time, three and a half years of ministry, most of his time was with 12 disciples. More than he spent with his family, more than he spent ministering, he shared so much more truths with the disciples. They lived with him, they ate with him, they traveled with him for three and a half years, and they pulled from the wisdom of God. He shared and shared and shared. And, but even then, with all the teaching that he did, he could not teach the truths until after they were saved. And that's why Jesus emphasizes you must let the Holy Spirit be your teacher, because what I've taught you, you don't understand. Now, what happened? Why now can the Holy Spirit teach us why couldn't he teach us before we were saved? Well, that's what he tells the disciples, that he'll be in you. It's not that the Holy Spirit has changed. The Holy Spirit didn't change when Jesus was glorified. It's that you changed because now you could be born again. 
the disciples changed because they went from being Old Testament saints who walked with Jesus to New Testament saints who were born again by the nature of Christ, allowing them now not just to have be have the Holy Spirit come in them, but now they can contain and retain what the Holy Spirit tells them. Now they can hold on to the truths. That means that for the rest of eternity, forever and ever, you are going to learn something new every day about God. When we're on the new earth, we'll have our new bodies, and our new bodies means that it's as righteous as our inward body is, and we'll be completely light. But for the rest of eternity, you're going to learn something new about God. You'll be in the throne room worshiping God every day, and every day you'll go, Oh, I can't believe that. Peter, can you believe that? John, can you believe Can you believe that? God is amazing. And you'll learn a new nugget about God every day for the rest of eternity. And the power of your inner man, the power of the, the mind of your spiritual man, your inner body, is that you can learn something about God that comes from God and you won't forget it. Like you may forget your keys, you may forget a commercial you saw that you liked, but you can't remember what it was. That's not your inner man. Your inner man has the ability to learn the very truths of God and hold on to it. That's why when you read your Bible now, your inner man can grab the truth while your outer man confuses it. That's why when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit speaks to you spirit to spirit. Let me read you one more verse and we'll go to that verse. John chapter 14, John 14, verse 25. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. So Jesus himself is your teacher. Now think about it. The disciples, before they were saved, had Jesus as their teacher. Not just going to his class. They got to watch him, watch him pray, watch him eat. They got to watch him sleep. They got to walk with him, watch him teach, watch him minister. He taught them hour after hour, day after day, by example and by verbally teaching them. This is Jesus as your teacher. Do you understand? Jesus is your, their teacher. And here's what Jesus says. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all the things that I have said to you. So Jesus is looking at his disciples and saying, even though I, Jesus, am your teacher, you don't have the capacity right now because you are of the species of Adam. You're not of the species of God's children. And so because of that, everything about you is dark and carnal. And so you can't comprehend what I, Jesus, am sharing with you. But when you're saved, your inner man comes to life. This is technically what he's saying. When you're born again, you receive a new nature, yes, but your inner man also will come to life, and then you will be able to be retaught. The Holy Spirit will reteach you and bring to remembrance. Remember what Jesus said this? Yes. Well, this is what he meant. Oh, that's what he meant. The Holy Spirit will have to bring to remembrance what I taught you. Because right now you can't comprehend the depth of what I'm trying to teach you. So for you being born again, see, so much of the Christian world has the idea that I'm trying to take my natural soul. 
of this world, my mind and emotions, and make it love like God and make it think like God. But when you understand the natural part of your soul, the outward man was left in darkness, it's of the species of Adam. Your natural body, your natural mind and emotions is of Adam. It's from the seed of Adam. It is from darkness. It's been left in darkness. That means that it can never comprehend the truth of God. It can never love like God. And so many believers think that's what their job is, to take their carnal man and make it think like God, make it believe like God, love like God, where really we're supposed to mortify it and let the belief and love come from our inner man. Let that grow in us and mature in us. It's so funny to me now when I hear people talk like that because I realize, no, your natural man, your your mind and emotions are of an, a different species of the children of God, as different as light is from darkness. It's like me saying, I'm going to take a year and I'm going to take four hours a day and teach my dog how to sing a song. Happy birthday to you. You got a birthday coming up and I'm going to have my dog sing happy birthday. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to spend four hours a day with my dog and I'm going to teach him how to sing happy birthday. So I spend four hours a day every day teaching my dog how to sing the words happy birthday because my goal is that by spending all those hours teaching my dog that on your birthday I'm going to show the dog. It'll be a YouTube star. It'll be amazing. Now we'll get lots of hits. The problem is after all the investment that I make trying to teach my dog to sing happy birthday to you, my dog does not have the ability to comprehend or verbalize that song, Happy Birthday. It can't. It could try its best because it loves me and wants to be loyal to me. And I've invested all that time trying to teach my dog to do something it can't do. That's really what Jesus is telling the disciples that I've taught you, but it's not good enough because you have to become born again. And when you're born again, you receive that new nature of God, of light, making you righteous. And that new nature brought to life your inner body, your inner man. And now, because of that, the inner body contains the mind of the spirit and the emotions, the ability to love like Jesus loves while you're still wearing the body that came from Adam. You can never understand. All you can do with this body, with his thoughts and emotions, is make it bow its knee to Christ in you, make it bow its knee to the inner man. That's why we have to pray and have to spend time in the Word and worship, is to make and allow the inner man to grow up in the knowledge of God so you have something to fight with. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, the message today is that you have the capacity, no matter where what your first birth was like, no matter what your education was from, you, a little believer, you, God's child, born of God, born again of God, have the now have the ability to learn and hold on to the very wisdom that comes from God. And I want to show you here just briefly how there's actually two sources of wisdom on this world. There's the wisdom from this world. And not all wisdom of this world is evil. You know, when we talk about the wisdom of the world, we're not saying, oh, ha, 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 the wisdom of the world, how to 
how to pillage and steal and rob and get drunk and party. <laughs> no, we're saying there's wisdom that originates in this world. It's, that wisdom is going to tell you how to be successful. It's going to tell you how to be wealthy, how to prosper. It's going to tell you how to have a good marriage and raise your kids. And not all wisdom of the world is evil, but it's not of God. It's from this earth. And you have access to wisdom that is from God now, where he will teach you how to be a great husband or wife. He'll teach you how to how to raise your kids, how to be successful, because his version of success for you is going to be way different than the world's version of success. Let's start in uh, chapter 2, 1 Corinthians, verse 1. Paul's writing, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So he says here, I didn't come to you in wisdom of man, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Now, I've heard many preachers say, see, we don't need all this teaching. We just need to have a demonstration of the power. Well, that's not really what he was saying here. He was telling them the difference of the wisdom of the world that had crept into the church that allowed man to rule over each other. And he's saying, that is not the wisdom that I'm teaching you from. Verse 6 tells you, however, we speak wisdom. So we're not just speaking, we're not just not teaching. We don't just show up and Say, Jesus loves you, that's all you need to know. Receive the power of God, boom, that's it. And that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I didn't teach you from the wisdom that you've been operating in. Man's wisdom. Verse 6, however, we speak wisdom. In verse 6, however, we speak wisdom. So there is wisdom that we do teach. Among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of the sage who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So now he's talking here really about praying in tongues, how we speak the mystery of God. You speak out those mysteries. A wisdom which comes from God. It doesn't come from this earth or from a man's brain. It comes from God's mind. Can you imagine God's mind, God being able to teach you? God himself, teach you anything, any little nugget that you can collect from God's mind and place it into your your own spiritual mind, that's going to stay forever. That's a nugget of truth that will help you to transform your future, your family, your finances, your health, everything. Receiving the wisdom from God. We, but Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 
So he's talking about this wisdom that eyes have not seen it, ears have not heard this wisdom. But verse 10, but God has revealed them, what, the mysteries, the wisdom, to us through his spirit. And that word spirit is not the Holy Spirit. That is through your inner man. That's through your new nature. That the new nature brought to life your inner man. Now, through your spiritual man, your spiritual being, he will reveal the truths. So that's when you you hear things like when a man prays in the Spirit, his understanding is unfruitful. That's in in 1 Corinthians 14. Well, that's what it's saying, that he bypasses your natural brain, your natural intellect, to speak to your spiritual brain, your spiritual intellect. And he speaks the deep, the mysteries of God. But God has revealed these mysteries that eye has not seen. Listen, there's mysteries of God that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard that he wants to share with you. The message today is to make it clear, you're not allowed to say, eh, that's for the preachers, that's for the teachers of God, I'm just a nobody, I'm just a, I'm just a simpleton, I'm just happy to show up. You're not allowed to say that anymore, you're a child of God, born of God, and God is telling you in this message <laughs> that he expects you to grow up in the wisdom of God. He expects of you to take the time and effort to learn from him personally. Because now you have the ability, as much as anyone else who lives, no matter what their calling is, to know God person to person. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except of the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, that's not the old nature, but the spirit which is from God, the new nature, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual. The Holy Spirit, when he teaches you, primarily through praying in tongues, it's not the only way, that's the best way. When he teaches you, he teaches directly from his mind, directly into your spiritual mind. Every time you pray in tongues, you pray wisdom. Your spiritual mind is learning that wisdom, that truth that comes from the mind of God. That's the power of praying in tongues. That you're taking wisdom from God, from his mind, and you are downloading it into your spiritual mind changing the way you think and analyze about your life. And from that wisdom, from that spiritual knowledge, you're able to mortify the natural wisdom that tries to come forward. Let me read to you out of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. Colossians 3, And then, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. There's a distinction here about things above means there's things below. So we're to seek those things which are originate from above, meaning you want knowledge that originated from the mind of God. Because there's also a wisdom from this earth that can seem righteous. But if it's originated from this earth, it does not have the power to be righteous. Because it's of this earth. It may not be 
bad. What, where we failed in the church is we have classified natural thoughts and nat- earthly emotions. There's love, love your neighbor, be nice to your wife, be nice to your kids, love. Then there's hate, be angry. So we've taken love and said love is above hate. Love is good, hate is bad, and that's not wrong. But if you can do it in the natural before you were saved, then that came from this earth. That's why the disciples, before they were saved, could not comprehend what Jesus was telling them. They needed the Holy Spirit after they were saved to reteach them what Jesus taught them. Because now they could understand it. So when he says that we're to seek those things which are above, that means to look to God for your wisdom, not to this earth. So there is a love of this world that can be very sweet and very nice, but is still of this earth. But there is a love from God which is as high, as distant, and as great, greater than the love of this earth from the light is from darkness, that east is from the west. The love that you can originate from this earth. Think of the nicest lady in the neighborhood, the one who rescues all the cats and helps all the broken people and gives all her money. She's not saved. How close is that love to compare to the love that will come from God, that you can originate, that you can bring forward in your inner man from God? It's as different as my, the love of my dog, a different species, compared to the love of my, my child, the same species. The love that God wants you to grow in is from Him, not from this world. The knowledge and intellect that God wants you to walk in, that you can walk in, comes from Him and not from this world. Verse 1, chapter 3, Colossians. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. See, we are to look above, not so much that we look to the heavenlies for it to fall down on us. God, please just make me smart. Please just download everything in me instantly. (laughs) I want to be able to quote the New Testament. Download it into me now, please. It doesn't work like that. It's when you pray in tongues, when you spend time with God, even in worship, you're learning about the love of God. When you read the Word and meditate the Word the proper way, you're filling up your inner man with truth. You know, there's times where I've heard testimonies, and they're not wrong, but I've heard testimonies of people saying, yeah, I was out and I began to witness to someone, and all of a sudden this verse, I quoted this verse and I didn't even know that verse. The Holy Spirit must have just gave it to me right then. And I quoted a verse and I didn't even know it. Well, I wouldn't say that's not possible for the Holy Spirit to just give you a verse out of the air and for you to know it. But most likely what happened was you had read that verse somewhere in your past. And because you were born again, your inner man, the spiritual inner man that you have, is able to comprehend and remember It grabbed hold of that verse and held on to it. You did not realize you knew that verse, but when you needed it, the anointing was able to bring it forward from your inner man's mind through your outward man's mind and say, this is a verse. And that's how the knowledge of God works, where all of a sudden you know a truth. You don't necessarily know why at the time, but you know this is true. 
that's not true. There's many preachers who will quote verses and slaughter the verses. They're out of context, but they'll be able to prove to you from the Bible all kinds of things, that sickness is from God, the Holy Spirit isn't moving today, there's no miracles today, God doesn't speak to people today, and ridiculous things they're using the Bible to prove because their their walk with God, even though they're saved, is through their understanding of their natural man. You have an inner man, every Christian does, that came to life the moment you were saved, and because of that, you now can learn and listen and grow in the very wisdom of God. There's no one on this earth that can be smarter than you. Now, if you don't pray, if you don't read your Bible, if you don't worship God, if you don't pray in tongues, you're going to stay like an infant in your understanding, and you'll be ruled by your natural man your whole life. But it's not because God left you there. It's because you chose or didn't know that you could learn from God. James chapter 3. James chapter 3, I'll read here verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above, so I want to be clear, he's talking about two sources of wisdom, and at the same time he's talking about two containers of that wisdom. You are wearing an earthly body from this earth. You're wearing an earthly mind, an earthly set of emotions of this earth. Your natural body is of Adam. It is of this earth. The natural part of your soul, your mind and emotions are of this earth. And so there is a language and there is a wisdom that will feed your natural man and your natural man will grab it and understand it and hold on to and try to build your life for you. But also, there is a wisdom that comes from God. And now that you're born again, you have a container called your spiritual inner man, the mind of your spirit, your inner man. You have a container to not just hold, but to understand the wisdom of God that came from God. That's you being born again. And you have in a set of emotions in your inner man that can come, bring forth the very love of Jesus forward. It can bring forth the very holiness of Jesus into your life. That's not just for the preachers. That's for every child of God. That's God's mission, is to have His church become and walk and live like His children, and not hide behind the structure of a church, but to grow up. Everyone, no matter what our calling is, we all can grow in the wisdom and in the love and holiness of God. Verse 17, chapter 3 of James. But the wisdom that is from above is purer than peaceable, gentle, willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So there is a wisdom of this earth that you as a Christian could live in. And it's not just 
going to the bar and drinking and smoking and doing evil things. There's a wisdom of this earth that will teach you how to be successful on this earth. And many Christians, they take the wisdom of this world and they say, oh, I will walk in that wisdom and have a success and give God the glory. But that's not the same. There is a wisdom that is in God and you have to go get that wisdom. You have to spend time with the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, spend time in the Word of God. Doesn't matter if you're a preacher or not, you as a child of God should be spending time growing in the wisdom and knowledge of God. And what happens when you pray in tongues, when you worship, when you meditate the word is he begins to fill your inner man's mind with the truth of God. Because that inner man's mind now can contain the very truth of God. It is from him. It was brought to life by his nature. And so God will speak to you spirit to spirit, straight person to person when you pray in tongues. And you will gain that wisdom and knowledge. And as you grow in that wisdom and knowledge and as the love of God comes forward, then you can confront the fake wisdom of this earth that's trying to rule you, tell you how to be successful, tell you how to be happy, tell you how to be needed by God, all the lies of the flesh, the outward man. You have the opportunity, you do, to be as smart in God as you want. Have as much wisdom. You don't need a preacher to out-preach you, a teacher to out-teach you. You can learn the truth of God from God himself. If you'll just spend the time praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit will teach you spirit to spirit. Your spiritual mind will hold on to those truths, and eventually it will get so strong that you'll look at something that you thought was true about you, And you realize, hey, wait a minute, that's a lie. And that's when you mortify that thought. You mortify that emotion. As your inner man grows, you get to mortify the outward man. You are a child of God and you have his spiritual mind in you. That you can grow in as much wisdom of God as you want. But you have to make the effort to pray and seek him. I'm going to close there. You can be very, very, very smart smart as you want in God. You just have to take the time to spend it with Him the right way. Praying in tongues, meditating the Word of God, worshiping in Him. Your inner man will grow and you'll begin to discover the truths of God that originated from above, from His mind, are downloaded into your spiritual mind. You'll be shocked sometimes just how smart you become because you have a teacher called the Holy Spirit that can teach you the very truths about your calling, about your future, about who He is, how much He loves you, how much He believes in you. Thank you for spending time with me. I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you soon.